When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks. My name is Taylor. And I'm Allison Sepinera. And this week, we are going to discuss something that hits super home for me. Um, it's hyper awareness and hyper fixation on your body and symptoms you may feel from anxiety. Um, Allison, I know we were kind of talking about this before the episode, but I have definitely felt this so many times. And it's kind of the reason I sent myself to the ER before when I had panic attacks because so what this means, guys, is like when you have a – like say you feel your heart beating and Allison, her heart's beating too, but she's not fixated on it. So she's not feeling her heart beating because she's not focused on it. Her mind is focused probably on like what she has to do today, da 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 da, da. But when you have health anxiety or you're hyper aware or maybe obsessive compulsive on things, you fixate and it's all you feel. 
And so it starts to like consume your thoughts and then the feeling of the heartbeat almost gets worse. Yes. And I had this so much. Like literally it's why it sent me to the ER many of oh, times. My gosh. I know. I was excited when when you messaged me, let's talk about this today. And first of all, I want to say that was a great intro, Taylor, because it's usually <laughs> me doing it. <laughs> and right before I go, why don't you start the show today? She's like, okay. But I love it. You're such a natural. So we're having you do it more. Um but yeah, I, I remember thinking like when we were talking, when you had messaged me that and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so great because I can't tell you how many times I get a little, one little physical like pain in my stomach or mm-hmm. I don't know, I, you know, I have really bad acid reflux. So like my throat will start, you know, getting tighter and, yeah. and I'll automatically just my health anxiety goes crazy. I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? Is my reflux like acting up? Am I going to go back into that episode where I couldn't eat anything? And then my stomach hurts and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is my IBS? Do I need to go to the GI doctor? Right away. I'm right so away. hyper aware of all that stuff. Yeah. And, and then it what, gets worse. No. And it just, my brain just spirals. My well, yeah. my recent one is that um, I just started taking birth control and I have the worst cramps. The worst cramps. Yeah. Sorry if that's TMI. I mean, whatever. People, t- we're all on birth control at some point. I feel like so many people are. But I, my cramps have been so bad since starting it. Like I have like really, really sharp pains. And it's like a side effect of it. I, you know, I'm trying to ground myself a little bit by re- acknowledging that. But like, there's time when I first started, I was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I, I, something is exploding. Like, is, is I, do I have a fibroid? Or I, for anyone listening who knows about fibroids or, you know, have had trouble with um, like endometriosis or something like that, I freak out. Like, I've been freaking yeah. out. Yeah. And Every so- symptom that you feel, you almost start like spiraling and then it becomes this diagnosis that you give yourself and nothing you yes. can do can shake it until you get that tested to know you don't have it. Right. And then, and also the other, the other thing that has started too with the side effects. And I think, you know, it's, I've only been on it for like a week or something and it's, they're starting to subside, but I was getting really bad headaches initially. And wow. literally I remember one day I had this, this headache that I've never had a migraine, and I know you. You said you've struggled with my. I know I can't even imagine. I feel no, no, so no. Bad. I've never had a migraine. Oh, you haven't. I, no, 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 no. My oh. mom has. She said that a migraine to her almost like her vision goes spotty. Yeah, and she has to like lay down, and then she sometimes would throw up. Yes, no. It yeah. can, migraines can be so debilitating. Like I remember one of my friends. She used to have to be out of work for a couple of days and be in a yeah. dark room, yeah. literally for like three days. So you had one. So uh, no, no, I didn't, and I, I. I can't imagine. I th- well, every time I think of migraine, I think of that experience of just it being so debilitating and scary. And it started, that's what I started thinking about. Like I got these headaches that felt different yeah. that I feel like is totally cause of the birth control. But I was like, oh my God, what am I going to get? My- oh my gosh, do I have these migraines? Or maybe, oh my gosh, there was a couple times when I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have brain cancer? Should I go get an MRI? Oh, yeah, I- I'm having yeah. these different headaches I've never really felt before. And I was just like trying to pinpoint what part of my head was feeling the pain. And so I would like, I would like feel my brain. I would be feeling my head. I mean, it was, I was so, I've been, this is such a good topic. I didn't realize that I was doing this the past two weeks. No, so bad. 
I was thinking about it before texting you about this topic, and I really don't think it's talked about enough. Like, I don't even think doctors explain to patients when they come in with such extreme symptoms. And I think that's what used to like set me off is I would be in the doctor's office with these severe symptoms of obviously that were just anxiety. But in that moment, they felt so horrible to me that I I would look at the doctor and be like, you are missing something like this is this cannot just be in my mind. That's how scary it feels. But it's because my brain literally could care less about anything around me. And all it was focused on was feeling those heart palpitations. And I thought it was so mind blowing when a cardiologist looked at me one day and was like, the more you fixate on those heart palpitations, the more they will happen. And I remember that even triggering me. And it was so true though, because now it's like, I still have some, like I know I do. I've had them since I was a kid, but I just don't feel them anymore because I'm not fixated on them. But I, but if I were to like touch my neck and like wait for one, I would, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I used to be able to feel every single heartbeat in my body. Like literally every single day, all I felt was like my my heartbeat in my head and my whole body. And so it's just like, it's so crazy how like our awareness of what we focus on and fixate on can control us and almost make things seem worse than they are. Because I don't think that like our heartbeat is actually pounding that hard if you are someone with health anxiety, but your awareness to it is making it feel that way. Well, remember when you're in an anxious state, your body literally is believes that you're in danger. Yeah. Right? So like your brain is telling, making you believe that you're in danger and your body's responding to that yeah. type of thought, right? Process. Right. So, right. so you're literally, your body is literally responding in the same way as it would if you were, you know, in a, a lion's den or, you know, in front of a bear, you know, your body right. is responding the same exact way. So you are going to have the symptoms that happen when you're actually in danger, whether it's racing heart or, you know, um, urinating yourself or like getting really bad headaches or not being able to breathe or your throat closing up. I mean, all of those yeah. are literally physical symptoms of of a lot of things, but but also anxiety. So right. it's like it's the it's the unknown. You know, you have these mm-hmm. physical symptoms that are so real, and you become so hyper focused on them because, especially with health anxiety. You're literally making yourself believe that you're gonna die. Like it's something so bad that you're dying. I mean, that's yeah. at least for me. I feel no, no, like- no. It, it, correct. And I think the first step to like helping yourself is being is like recognizing when you're like feeling all these things, accepting and recognizing that this is anxiety. Yeah. Obviously, we tell everyone. You and I have said this many of times. Go to the doctor. Get your initial checkout. If everything comes back fine, at that point is when you start feeling those symptoms, you have to start accepting instead of fighting the sensations you're feeling. So you have to be like, okay, my heart is pounding right now. How many times, and this is why journaling your symptoms is so important because you can even go back. I think going back and being like, oh my gosh, April 3rd, I had heart palpitations and look, I got through it. And then being like, okay, I felt this way before. And I got through it. It did pass. So like something that is sinister isn't going to pass. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better and then come back and then get better. Like that just, my cardiologist told me that. He was like, if you're having a heart problem, it's not going to just go away and then it magically appear next week. It will continually get worse and you'll continually feel worse symptoms. And I, um, I think that's like step one. So step one, accepting and acknowledging what I'm feeling right now feels so freaking scary. 
but I'm going to accept it rather than fight it and focus on it, which yes. is so hard. I think step no. one's the hardest. Oh my gosh, of course. It's so hard because like, how are you supposed to just try and accept it when your anxious brain is screaming at you saying that you're danger, dying danger. or that something right. is, yeah, or that something is terribly wrong, right? I yeah. also think in in that same step, something that can be helpful is acknowledging that like that in that exact moment, no matter what's going on, there's nothing that you can do right at that second. Yeah. Right? Like you can, yes, if you want to call the doctor and you want to get things checked out, yes, but then maybe you don't see your doctor for a couple day, a couple days. So are you going to just let your brain spiral about what could be happening for those next three days? Because you don't know. Like you just right. don't know. So your anxiety is trying to make you believe that it's the worst case scenario, right? Which right. is like catastrophizing. And in the CBT, in the cognitive behavioral therapy world, catastrophizing is a distorted type of thought, mostly yeah. because you can't predict anything. So all of those anxious thoughts and the things that you're thinking about, about your health at that very second, doesn't matter. Right. Literally, those thoughts don't change any. They're not going to change anything. You have to remind yourself what you can control versus what you can't control. And kind right. of like what you said, so I didn't realize how unhealthy, like I felt like it was such a relief for me every time I would immediately go to the doctor. But then I realized I'm creating such a horrible pattern in my head. And another thought process that was um, just as hyper fixated is that feels symptom goes to doctor feels relief. And I was creating this pattern in my brain that every time I felt a symptom, I had to go to the doctor to feel relief. And so mm -hmm. if I felt a symptom and I didn't go to the doctor, I would think, oh my gosh, I'm missing something. And then I wouldn't feel that relief. So I think like fight, like you said, fighting that pattern and making sure yeah. that you, hey, I've had my health check. Am I obsessively going to the doctor about it? Okay, then I really have to let that go. And I have to honestly just accept that this is anxiety. I have felt this way before and I will get through this. What can I control in this moment? In this moment, I can't control if something is happening to me or not, but what I can control right. is my mind and focusing right. on my breath work and focusing on my distraction things. What do I have around me that I use for distractions? If you have no toolkit set up, so that's step number two, ha the going toolkit. to your toolkit. Mm. And I, I didn't realize how important this was. Like I, my coping mechanisms back in the day were so unhealthy. It was literally going to a doctor and getting a test done and that test giving me that Whew, all right, we're good. Right. We're good for we're good for another week. Yeah. And I remember one time getting a test and my mom looking at me and being like, This will you're you're gonna focus on something else next week. Well, right, because like, in the short term, that's that's great. Relief, right? And a lot of people that struggle with um OCD will also say that that's why OCD is very debilitating because a lot of those compulsions they have are are relief very short term. And then yeah. all of the obsessions still come back. And so in the short term, yeah, maybe, but in the long term, no. And right. a toolkit is mm -hmm. huge, like so huge. huge. And I'm talking about like when I say toolkit, like I I could mean maybe some you know tangible things that you can yeah. play with or whatever. But I don't just mean those things. Like there are so many different tools in my toolkit, my healing toolkit, like my support system, visualization mm -hmm. exercises, grounding exercises, breath work, um, meditations. Uh, you know, different types of yoga poses specifically that I use. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's just, there's so many different types of tools that, and sometimes it takes a lot of trial and error to know what really works for you in those moments. And and even if there's something in your toolkit, like for me, there's something called progressive muscle relaxation. I probably have talked about a couple of times. I love that um, in certain Mm -hmm. situations, but then certain times when I'm anxious about other things, that doesn't really apply. So it's there, but it's not really the tool sometimes I need. But you guys can find out all about how to create your own healing toolkit in March 2022 when I come out with my book called The Anxiety Healer's Guide. Little shameless plug. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and The coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. So yeah, I think that's why, you know, a toolkit is so important in this process for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I, I I will tell you, I think the hardest thing too, and might be part of step one, is like acknowledging where you are in your anxiety levels. So some people start feeling something physically first before they even yeah. know yeah. what's going on in their mind, right? So I'll get a stomach ache and stuff for sometimes, and I'm just like am I stressed? I didn't even think I was. I don't know what's going on, but you know, then my brain starts spiraling. So I have these physical symptoms and then my anxiety, I feel like is so much worse. Sometimes it's anxiety first and then you feel physical things. But for me- I think you just, yeah, no, I think you just hit like a huge component that so many people message me about. They're like, I wasn't even anxious and I started getting all these symptoms and they were like, how am I supposed to know? And I'm like, okay, listen, let's, let's slow down for a second. It's all about habits too subconscious habits. So our bodies, think about how long you've had anxiety for. Think about that right. buildup. You can't just undo months and months of something in a mm-hmm. day. Your body right. is subconsciously going through habits of how our body acts. So if your body has heart palpitations from anxious moments, it's going to keep doing that because you haven't unbuilt those habits. So mm-hmm. yes, anxiety symptoms can 100% happen even if you weren't anxious. They can happen out of the blue and that was another reason that I think I was so hyper focused on it being something so much more sinister than anxiety because I didn't realize that you could have symptoms of anxiety without being anxious. Yeah, I like physical symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's when like you start to feel those things 
And another thing, going back to the toolkit, I don't think you should create your toolkit while you're in the midst of an anxiety attack. I think that's why you and I pound on it so much is like what I have, I literally have a notebook and in my notebook, I have written down all the things that I like that I have found useful because we're all individualized. We all have things that help us. And so what I do is I'll go through each one. And then when you get to the end of the list, I mean, if you're still at a 10, maybe like, maybe that's when you're allowed to go to the ER. But if you get through like your whole list of your toolkit, I a hundred percent guarantee you will feel somewhat better. Like there's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Okay. First of all, you're going to love my book because I, there's literally a I just whole love chap- organization. <laughs> there's a whole chapter on completing the toolkit in like an organized way, like, yeah. like putting pull up bullet points under each category of what helps you. And in the beginning, I talk all about like reading your anxiety and, and, and actually connecting at, at what, what number you are when you write yourself with mm-hmm. what exercises and what like tools are helpful at that point. Because you were talking about okay, let's try these tools when we're in the middle of, you know, a panic attack or our level, you know, our anxiety level is at like a seven or an eight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 10 times harder to come out, down from that than it would yeah, be if you started like, doing some of these like tools or exercises at like a four or a five. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you're, you're feeling like you're dying and someone looks at you and says, hey, go journal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, you should journal you're, about it. You're on your way to the ER because you're having a horrible <laughs> panic attack. They're like, listen, let's just do a just, yoga pose. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's, let's just stand there in a yoga pose. Dog. And, yeah. And let's, let's feel our heart rate even more. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. At that point, no. you, your, liter- your rational brain is yeah. like the size of a pea. You, no, you can't even think. That is not think. the time to... Yeah, no, that is not the time. But like the second you start getting those kind of intrusive thoughts or just, you know, like, hey, something feels abnormal, abnormal, start your toolkit. But don't start when you're already in a full blown panic attack, ready to ready to just call 911. You know what I mean? And I think that's why I used to I used to sometimes off like those techniques. Like when I was struggling really bad, I used to like look at like yoga or journaling and all that is so stupid. I'm like, they clearly are like not looking at people or not talking to people with true anxiety. I think these people know nothing about anxiety. I used to think that I used to be like, this is so stupid. Like you want me to meditate? You want me to sit in silence while my heart's pounding out of my chest? Like, no, I want to blare metallic, like rock music right now. That's louder than my heartbeat. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just think about with my worst, worst anxiety attacks or panic attacks that like in the midst of it, I'm so – I just want something to make it go away that I can't even think about what it is. Like I I always am – I've been – I was very like dependent on someone else to help me in those moments. Yeah. That was always my like Achilles heel. I was always like, oh my gosh, I need my mom or I need someone else to help me. Mm -hmm. I was always so scared. And that while a support system is good – having depending on one specific person or tool or anything that you think Mm -hmm. that's going to like cure you at that moment when you're in the height of it is not going to (laughs) work yeah when you're when you're at this point it's not time to think it's time to act so yeah i i think that being too dependent on you know someone or something was kind of really not working for me and 
I knew that there's was the probability of me having an anxiety attack and it being connected to my health was very high because that's one of the hardest things I struggle with is health anxiety. So right. now I know when I have you know, these physical symptoms. And also I, you know, one of the tools in my toolkit is therapy too. I see a therapist who helps mm -hmm. me with challenging my thoughts and um, primarily works from cognitive behavioral perspective. And, um, you know, I do other types of self-care stuff like that. But that's, it, it helps me in understanding that I need to be aware that my body and my mind are connected Mm -hmm. And even though I had these physical like symptoms initially, even if I don't mentally feel anxious, I have certain physical symptoms. In that moment, I'm still safe. So that right. helps me to know that that part of my brain can logically say, I'm safe right now. I'm here and I'm safe. And I, and honestly, breath work is the best thing for me. I do a lot of square breathing and I do a lot of. Um, diaphragm breathing. So I'll breathe in through my nose for like a count of four and breathe really slowly out through my mouth or my nose for like eight. So you yeah. always want your breath to be longer when you breathe out. There's just yeah. that's, See, that. A lot of people will be like, breathing doesn't help me. And I'm like, it. you might not feel that it's helping you, but it really is subconsciously. You're slowing down the nervous system, whether you think it or not. Breathing, so, breathing as, as much as you, there might be something that you're resistant to with breathing. I'm not sure what that would be. Maybe if you're working with a clinician or someone professionally, talk to them about the thoughts that you have or the fears that you have about when you're breathing or what you're resistant about because breathe, slowing your breath and doing breath work is probably one of the most effective ways to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is yeah. your rest and digest part of your mm -hmm. nervous system. So it literally it, slows your heart rate, slows your beat down. Yeah. And you can't just do it for like a couple breaths because another thing is when you're so hyper fixated and hyper aware of your symptoms, you mm -hmm. cannot physically focus on those if you're literally breathing in and counting out. Sometimes it's counting out loud, you know, mm -hmm. like through the nose, like... Well, I mean, I guess you can't out count out loud, but you know what I mean? Like having a timer or something set up. Yeah. So your mind has to be focused focused on one, the way you're breathing, and then two, the time. So or, you start. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Even on like Apple Watches, it has a breathing component, so it can time it for you. So you have to look at that. So you're using, you start, the whole point of like um, a lot of techniques is using all your senses your smell, your mm -hmm. sight, your touch. So doing yeah. all, activating all of those helps to distract you from the things you're focused on and thinking about. So like we said, first step, acknowledge and accept. If you've had all the testing, remind yourself, hey, that part's checked off. My physical health is okay. I can check that off. And then step, second step, okay, so I'm having anxiety geez, this sucks, but like I have a toolkit ready for me to go. Right now is not the time to think. Right now is the time to act. How will I act on the things in my toolkit? Okay, now I'm going to act on those. Now I'm going to distract the hyper-awareness of my symptoms onto the things in my toolkit. I'm going to only focus on those. And then and, what would you say is next? Well, I would say, I would say also um, 
in doing your toolkit or recognizing your toolkit, you need to educate yourself a lot too. So you might want to learn a little bit more about the science behind our nervous system um, because there are specific exercises that research has shown that activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which I just told you about, right? Which is the sympathetics are fight or flight. Parasympathetic is our rest and digest. And there is one of the biggest, longest nerves in our parasympathetic uh, nervous system is called the vagus nerve. And that is actually critical in helping to feel balanced when we're overwhelmed. Yeah. And it so it literally runs from your from your stomach up to your brain. Like yes. It's such it's insane. So, so if you just Google how to increase my vagal tone, because vagal tone is going to be really important in helping your parasympathetic nervous system to remain in that state when you're anxious or overwhelmed, there's specific exercises that help increase your vagal tone. So, and that's the science behind anxiety. And that's important Mm -hmm. to know because you might be like, oh my God, breath work doesn't work for me. Okay. There's science behind it, you guys. It's not just like, do this breath work. There's science. Um, Some really just quick examples of increasing vagal tone, humming, um, cold water or cold temperature. Mm -hmm. So taking a cold shower increases vagal tone. Even splashing um, yeah. like really cold water on your face, it can like yeah. shock your system. Or like yeah. ice on your wrists. Uh-huh. Um, singing. Anyway, yeah. Google it. There's all this amazing information anyway. So again, educate no, yourself. That, yeah, that's why I, I recently started a series on my page of like breaking down every single physical symptom and learning the science behind it. And that's one thing that really helped me. And I'm seeing it help so many people because once you realize the science, you can't <laughs> – you can't fight science. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't say yeah. like, oh, but it's not true because it, it is science. So once yeah. you read like, why is this happening to me? It almost like helps your mind too. It's like an acceptance. So I think that's uh, that's another thing to check out on my page. I just did, I've, I've gone through like three uh, symptoms so far and I'm trying to add them in each week and just breaking down the science behind why these symptoms occur. But I oh, think that's those awesome. are all, I think those are all great techniques as to why yeah. as to like helping if you're super hyper fixated or hyper aware of symptoms in your body. 100%. I'm just trying to look up which episode we did on the vagus nerve because we oh, had yeah. we, who we did, had a guest. Did, I was going to say who did we have on Oh, it um, so long ago. So if Guys, you're we have like 50 something uh episodes now, so please like binge it, like rate us. We we're going to do a giveaway soon where yes. uh, where we're going to pick one of you guys who leaves us a review and you just have to like send us re- your review once you submit it. And then we're going to go through and and pick one of you guys to win something super special. So look out for that. Follow yes. us on Instagram. We're getting super active on all these things. Like Allie and I are collaborating and masterminding how to help you guys. And we love doing yeah. this for y'all. Our Instagram isn't just, um, you know, obviously we post about like our episodes and stuff, but our Instagram is is way more than that. We It's kind of like a branch of you and I's Instagram. Yeah. The Anxiety Chicks Instagram page is just more great information and tools about healing anxiety and what we talk about. So, okay, I found it though. The episode is number 34, Anxiety in the Brain, the Vagus Nerve, Chat with Dr. Jen. 
Jen Wolken. Yeah. So listen to episode 34. It'll tell you so much more about the vagus nerve. Um, but yeah, so we're I'm excited for that. We're we're gonna be talking a lot more about just different topics and we really want you guys to give us your feedback on the pod and also more of what you want us to talk about because yeah. this is all for you and helping us yeah. raise awareness for mental health and anxiety too. I mean, this is the whole reason we're doing any of this is to just make people feel like they're less alone because let me tell you, I don't know about you guys, but my anxiety, especially this past couple of years, oh my gosh, forget it. It's felt like a blur with like COVID, especially with like health anxiety, forget it. We're my living anxiety. our worst nightmare, like truly. Like- oh my God. I think we need to do like an updated like pandemic episode because let me tell you, like me getting back into the real world has been so difficult, especially with like just all this conflicting news and stuff. It's just, it sucks. It sucks, man. Also, I think now that, I don't know if this would be like a pandemic thing or more of like a work thing, but I'm talking to so many people now that don't want to go back into the office that are now having to go back into the office and- a lot of their anxieties are totally just like out of control, whether it's like their social anxiety yeah, or, yeah. or their health oh, anxiety yeah. going back into the workplace. There's just so much having to go back okay, like, into we're, an office. We're doing this next week because literally, Allison, like I, I have – it's been really bad for me. Like I have okay. looked at people as germs. Like truly every – my germophobia oh – has I've almost developed germophobia, I believe, because like I almost like am dodging people in the real world. Like I have such an extreme fear. Like, guys, I feel like an abnormal human to have gone this long without getting COVID. Like, I just feel like I hear of all these people who've had it like three times. And I'm just like, how in the world have I not had it? Like, I feel like it's just like and, and I don't know if any of you guys relate to this, but it's almost like a cl- uh, uh, countdown of like when it's going to be my turn. Well, it's here's almost the like most, it's inevitable. You no, know here's the mean? most messed up thing. How do you know you haven't had it and you just don't know? My mom and I got the antibodies test. Yeah, but even with antibodies, it doesn't always like no, what if there's you a, had it and then it and then it went away or whatever. There's a new antibodies test that shows if you've ever had it, even if oh, you don't really? have the antibodies. Yeah. Oh, we got it okay. done. Yeah. Oh, did. My mom I and I like were like we were like we we had to have like we've been exposed to people like we've I've gone to multiple weddings like there there's no way I am this like am I better have you ever seen that TikTok that's like am I better than everyone it's like I'm like I what how how it just feels like there's a a countdown in my head that it's almost like would I feel a relief if I just got it over with? Or like, you know what I mean? It's well, just- talk about hyper-awareness of s- physical symptoms the past yeah. year and a half. Literally. Right? So, or the past well- two years. Like hyper-awareness. Like if I, I feel like when I had I had a cough, a slight cough, or you know, even digestive stuff, I would be like, oh my God, can I taste or smell anything? Do I have COVID? <laughs> I've smelled so many Literally. candles. Okay. Seriously, let's do it. Let's do this next all right, week. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, anyway, you guys- Thanks for listening, (laughs) and hopefully you feel a little less alone in your physical symptoms now. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer, and Taylor as 
health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Thank you.